listen, and all you desire will be yours. Welcome to Spider-Man and the Secret Wars. Prepare for battle. Welcome to Prattle World. I am your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And welcome to Secret Ball Stories, where I invite guests to count down a personal top five list in a high-fidelity fashion. And have we got a galaxy-busting episode for you today. It has been far too long for me to reach out to this galaxy far, far away to get back in touch with Scott Hodgson to talk some top five Star Wars video games. This is Scott's idea. This is Scott's podcast. So why did you pick this topic, Scott? Well, other than obviously the films, computer games were where I got my sort of Star Wars. Uh, I guess it's sort of all we had in the 90s was pretty much star wars games there, there were obviously you know the books and other things as well but from the from return of the jedi until episode one there was just nothing really going on except for me video games um and that's where my love of star wars continued um and, and yeah like i did read a few of the books but aside from a, another star film at the time it was oh what's the next star wars video game gonna be and what's the story gonna be like so Let's do a, the top five video games based on Star Wars. Yeah, why not? And it's a great idea because I think there are some absolute corkers. Like I, I, I very, I think it's very hard to find a very, very bad Star Wars video game. I think out of the mm. so there many, are a few out. Yeah, but but I think they're very few, <laughs> few and far between. I may have included some yeah. on my list. Who knows? Um. <laughs> For a, a TV license, the Star Wars games do tend to be pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty consistent. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about EA recently lost the license. Is this a good news thing or a bad news thing uh, for you? Very good news, I think. Very good. News. I, I'm quite puzzled why they decided to do that deal in the first place and just limit all Star Wars games to one company. And especially what happened with something EA, a very controversial company in terms of loot boxes and things like that. And then they only brought out two maybe three games in the first four years, something like that. Um, so, yeah, um, very, very happy that it's come to an end. Because EA will, st- will still make Star Wars games, I think, oh, in yeah. the future anyway. So if you they'll, did like them. Yeah, they're not, they're not going them. anywhere. They're not going anywhere. There's, they're a popular game company, whether you like them or not. You know, it's going to stick yeah. around. But it's good to see different people have a chance to make and do their version of it. What yeah. a Star Wars video game uh, should be. Uh, I'd, I'd like... Yeah, I'd like to see it. some smaller ones, some smaller Star Wars games, not just big blockbustery ones like Battlefront and, and All in Order. But I'd love to see like a a Telltale Walking Dead type game. Yeah, that'd be good. Just in Star Wars, that would be. We talked about that last time, didn't we? That was on our list last time. Do you want to get started with uh, with your first yes, pick? Let's. So this probably the one I've got the most to say about. I think. Um, is Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. It's probably the, the first Star Wars game on the PD. I think it came out in 97, and I played the hell out of it. 
Um, it was my favourite game at that point, I think. And it it follows the story of Carl Katarn. Um, so this is where where he came from, and I think in the expanded universe, he's one of the best characters. I think in the first Dark Forces game, which I didn't play until after I played Jedi Knight, he's actually the character that steals the Death Star plans ah. and gets them to Princess Leia. Um, so that he was he was the guy, and that's what you actually do in the in the first Dark Forces game. Oh, that's um, that's that, what a great idea for a video game. That just sounds that's excellent plot there. Recently, I think with the Mandalorian, they've actually taken a lot from Dark Forces and the Jedi Knight series. And I, I don't think you've not seen the Mandalorian yet. No, I've not. But I, I'm I'm getting to it. I'm just yeah. get, I'm go, I'm going to finish off Clone Clone Wars and rebels first that's my step yeah and that because i think it might be a richer viewing experience for knowing all the other yeah associated characters basically but yeah there's a few plot points in that that are taken from dark forces there's these dark troopers um which are the enemies in dark forces and they're basically mechanical stormtroopers um and they actually show up in the second series that's i don't think that's much of a spoiler, no, no. But, I, I've heard bigger spoilers um, for the Mandalorian. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, players Karkatan. He's he was originally an Imperial. I'm not sure if he was a trooper or an officer, but then um, he sort of turned to the side, I guess. Um, and he was more of a mercenary rather than a rebel. And by the time you get to to this game, Jedi Knight, start he starts to become actually a Jedi. Um, and the first the first few missions. First-person shooter, sort of similar to Doom, uh, I guess, in terms of look. Um, and most of the game, you're just going around um, from point to point B, finding keys, um, going up lifts. There's a lot of lifts in these sorts of games back in back in the day. Shooting, shooting bad guys. Um, and that's the first few episodes are, are a bit sort of generic, um, just shooter, really. Then I think it's in like the fourth fourth mission you get your lightsaber and then you start to force powers and things like that. You're basically chasing down this um, this guy called Jarek who killed your father. He's he's the main bad guy and he's got a he's got his group of minions, although they're not called Sith. I remember they're called Dark Jedi back then. I, I really don't remember the Sith the word Sith being used much. Was it like, was it episode uh, one? I suppose the prequels where, yeah, where they actually really determined what a Sith was, I think. Hmm. It possibly in the expanded universe in books and things, but so they were called, yeah, Dark Jedi, basically. And and they're sort of the unique game, and there's several different ones. Um, there was this really annoying Twi'lek. Is it Twi'lek or Twi'lek? 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 Twi'lek. Tell, I'm sure Andy. Um, I'm sure Andy Knowles will tell us. He, he'll know. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's one of the bosses, and he was the first Force user, I suppose, who I ever saw use two lightsabers. So he had one in each hand, and he was an absolute nutcase. He would jump around the screen, and and it, he kind of reminded me a little bit of Gollum. The thing about this this game is it filmed properly, so full um, FMV, hmm. and they actually use actors. And as far as I'm aware, this is the this was the first time that anything Star Wars had been filmed, pretty much, where they had people using lightsabers. Wow! So after Return of the Jedi, these acted the first is to hold lightsabers, which I always thought was pretty cool. 
That is um, cool. I, 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 like, I, I like when they have live action stuff in video games, like when they kind yeah. of they intersperse it a little bit. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, I, I do appreciate I think it's that. very cheesy. And it, if I went back and looked at it now, I'm not sure how it would look or how the acting would be. But uh, yeah, at the time, it was that was incredible to see just actors on the screen playing Star Wars. Uh, and this was the first Star Wars video game where that I'd played where you could choose to be light or dark. Ooh. And it mainly depended on what for because at the end of each um the end of each mission you could choose to upgrade your force powers. And depending if you chose the light side or the dark side powers, that would change. I don't I don't know if it was much of the story that would change, but the cutscenes would change. It, it was it was a brilliant, brilliant game. The combat was great. The shooting was brilliant. Um, when you're using the lightsaber, it would normally go into third person. So when you turn your lightsaber on, it would, you know, the camera would be behind you, and, and you could chop stormtroopers off. Oh, that's the first first game I remember being was able the, to do that. Was that, so that was, was that, that was the um, was that the one that we played? Was um, was that or was that a Jedi Knight? Was that Jedi? That Knight? was that was um, Jedi Knight, Jedi uh, Jedi Outcast. Right. So I think that was the one after this one. Right, yeah, because because it definitely yeah, so, yeah. Did, it definitely didn't have live action, um, but I do remember like no. I don't I don't think it's that good a game on its own, but there was a multiplayer mode that we used to play all the time. That was we, yeah, we just loved because it was just like if there was an online version of that, that would have been amazing. But um, at the time, there was no kind of such thing as that, so it was basically just no, us, us versus, versus all the bots, wasn't it? Um, yeah, that was on the GameCube that I had that. Fun enough, actually, speaking of multiplayer, this was the first, um, Jedi Knight was the first game I ever played online with someone. Wow. And it was with my best mate at the time. We had to use dial-up. So I actually, I, rem- I remember we said, all right, because back then you connect someone, you actually had to phone them using your dial-up and their phone would ring and they'd have to answer it on their PC in order to connect. So we had to make sure that we we couldn't we didn't have mobile phones in that time. So I couldn't be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna dial into you now. I'd say I we arranged it to that I would call him at like five o'clock specifically. So when his phone rang, he had to connect. He had to select connect at that moment when his phone rang, so that we could actually connect and play online together. That was incredible. Just playing with playing with someone for the first time online. And it was it was basically a you know a, a very simple death match kind of hmm. thing, um, but, but I mean that's that was groundbreaking groundbreaking of the time. Look at it now. Yeah, yeah, and it's just so simple now. Well, but, you say, yeah, you say it's simple. I I still struggle playing Star Wars Battlefront with my internet connection. So uh, <laughs> so yeah, I've, I'm running into like invisible walls and stuff. It drives me mad. But um, but yeah, no, yeah. Ex- excellent choice. I don't think I, put, I think I've definitely played Dark Forces. I'm not sure if I have played that version, um, but yeah. I, pl- I definitely played at least the first one that was like Doom and stuff. I'm not not sure if I've ever graduated yeah. to the lightsaber stuff, but um, but it was fun. I like the character of Cal Katarn as well. I think he's a cool kind of. He's kind of like he's a bit of a grey Jedi, isn't he? He's kind of somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and then I just want to quickly mention the expansion pack. Oh. especially called D- DLC now um, but it was called Mysteries of the Sith I think it was a few years after um, Jedi Knight but you start that one off playing as Kyle Katarn and you're actually training Mara Jade 
I'm not sure if you're familiar with. So Mar- um, Mara Jade in the expanded universe is tried to be the assassin of Luke Skywalker, but then ended up falling in love and getting married to him. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah. So again, a very important character in the expanded universe, which of course doesn't exist or is not canon now, I guess. No. You start off training her in at the beginning and then you have a few missions as well. And then Carl goes off to, because um, he, he's found some ancient Jedi temple that he wants to go and investigate. So then you play a few more other missions as Mara Jade, and then you haven't heard from Carl in a bit, so you decide to try and track him down and see what's happening. Having gone to this all-powerful Jedi place, I guess, he's actually turned to the dark side because of power that's there. Ah. And you then have to try and turn him back. And it's got probably the greatest ending video game or the most ingenious way of ending a game I've ever experienced. Well, basically, you you end up just just in a lightsaber fight with Kyle. And I remember trying to, to kill him probably hours and hours on end um, because you just sort of think you have to have a... We've both got lightsabers. He's fighting me. I've got to try and kill him, basically. But you just can't win that fight. And the way to beat the game is you have to basically Obi-Wan Kenobi yourself and turn your lightsaber off ah. so that you force Kyle to kill you, but he can't actually go through with it. He goes swing at your neck and then at the last second stops. And that's how you, you, you can only finish the game by basically disarming yourself and turn and not have weapons then force him to hit you. And then you, you manage to bring him back from the dark side Amazing. And I thought that was an absolutely ingenious bit of bit of gameplay and story. So yeah, that's that, that holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. So for what once, you you defeat a game, you had to do nothing. I thought that was fantastic. If if, if more, if only more games are like that, I'd probably complete them. I think um, if I had to fuck all I, i'd be very good at games mm. uh, sadly i'm not um <laughs> but now that it, it sounds like um it's a little bit like metal gear solid where there was like several different ways to beat an enemy or you could just change the time on the playstation the guy would die and things like that but what a what a great choice yeah, very, what a great, very clever what a great ending yeah it sounds great well i'm gonna go on to my first choice um which um you know, speaking about dial-up and, and all that, it takes me back. But this one will take you back. I'm going with Star Wars Yoda Stories from 1997 on the Windows 95 oh desktop. <laughs> uh, so uh, I, you know, yeah. you know, earlier we said, oh, the bad Star Wars games. This this was the one that came to my mind. <laughs> but <laughs> well, it is not good. I'll be honest. <laughs> However. Back in the day, my family didn't have a lot of money. They didn't have a lot of, you know, we didn't have the most advanced computers. We didn't have the internet. You know, I didn't have a, you know, console or what have you at the time. So this at the time was it. This is all I had. So so I played the shit out of this game. And it's basically, it's basically Legend of Zelda um, on your desktop. You get a little window that comes up within the desktop Um the games were meant to be played like it's meant to be like a substitute for like solitaire, like very short term kind of gameplay. And it's basically an RPG. You would you would get a mission from Yoda. You would go to a planet, either Tatooine, Hoth, 
um, Endor, and then you would complete this mission, and there'd be various things you had to do. Uh, the combat was not very good. It was it was very, you know, glitchy and all over the show. But I still enjoyed it. You have to get this thing from one guy to give to another guy to unlock that thing to get the key for that door. It's that sort of game. But then there was lightsaber combat. You got blasters. You got thermal detonators. Where you thermal detonators, you have to hold and click and drag it over to the stormtrooper to blow them up. So it was a very, very unique um, gameplay experience. Again, not one of the best. Star Wars games at all but I have this is again big nostalgia for me I had a lot of fun with this um, and again each time you would play it would reset and it'd be a totally different mission um, totally different way of playing it. it's totally random the map was totally random the the random object you're given to Yoda to start the mission is again random so you never played the same yeah, level twice. Yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah so so even if you failed completing one you know, if you quit it or you die or whatever, you could start up again and it'd be, again, totally new random situation. You might be on Hoth, but you've, you'll never play the same level twice is what I'm saying. So so it did have that going for it. Um, this was this was followed by, or this or it followed, um, Indiana Jones and his desktop adventures, um, which was a very similar <laughs> game. Um, very bizarre. Um but yeah, it's it's again, it's not probably the best. It was released on Game Boy Color as well, but that was um, a that's very... where I played it briefly. No, no, you don't you don't want to play it there. That that, that was the awful <laughs> version. You have to play it on the desktop, right. Windows ninety five desktop. Oh, I... It's the only way. <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it's bizarre, but but I quite enjoyed it. Again, I'm I'm a big fan of Legend of Zelda, and it, it was kind of that sort of gameplay. Um, there's there's no music as well, which was very disappointing. Apart from like very small moments, it was mostly just sound effects, like you know, some of the sound effects were Star Wars sound effects. Don't get me wrong, but and you'll hear if you go into the bar in Tatooine, you'll hear, but that's all you'll hear. You won't hear any more of the song. That's it. Yeah, you know, I think you could hear quotes, or you can hear Darth Vader's breathing, stuff like that. But it it was fine for what it was. It wasn't the greatest, but again, for me, it's all about nostalgia, um, and that was that was one of my more nostalgic games. Again, like it's it, you know, it's it's a casual it's a casual game. It's not like these, like you said, these blockbuster games. It's just a small game, small adventure game for like you know when you're on your break at work or you know when you're on your lunch break or something. Just you know, put some time aside you know just have a little a little go and and if you do it you do it if not it's totally random you'll get a new one later anyway um but it is a fun fun game as well you know it's, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but i as a kid going back to it now it's probably dog shit it's probably utter dog shit. <laughs> um but i enjoyed it at the time and and i had a I had a blast with it but anyway let's let's move swiftly swiftly on from yoda stories <laughs> onto yours <laughs> um so this was probably the first star wars game i ever played um it was star wars on the nes oh um which was a sort of a side scroll side scrolling platformer um where you could you may start off it's basically following a new hope the whole story you start off as luke on tatooine and you basically need to find um all the other characters and you need to find um shields for the millennium falcon which somehow are, are hidden in cave and things and you, you kind of can follow it however you like i don't think you actually had to collect all the characters 
the more you collected, the easier the game was. I think I remember right. You have to collect. You have to find your lightsaber as well. So you you only start off as a gu- uh, with a gun at the beginning. Um, and you have to find R two and C three PO, um, and Han, uh, and Obi Wan. Um, so the f- the first few missions are all side side scrolling, pr- pretty standard platform fare, but the the gameplay was just really solid, um, and it was really fun. You sort of at the, at the beginning, you know, you're against sand people and creepy crawlies and things like that and it's basic to begin with um but then the later episodes uh some there's some sort of flight simulator levels um okay. where you're controlling the falcon and they're sort of really good space combat missions and one of the missions you have to avoid hitting asteroids and um, coming when you're flying in from into Alderaan basically um so there's it for 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 an original NES game, there was a lot of variety, and the music in it was incredible. I've actually I, I want to see if you can hear this because I've saved got a YouTube video, and for for sort of Star Wars for a Star Wars game on the NES to have this music, I, I absolutely love this music. I think it's brilliant. Let's see if you can hear it. Although I, I'm, I'll just quickly say that I think there were limitations with the Nintendo. So with the music, it fired your gun at the same time. Some of the music would stop. I think because of the processing power, it could only have either the music or you shooting a gun. Wow. So it's a little, yeah, you, you might hear a bit of that here, but yeah, here we go. I just think it's so good. And you get a bit of the hand solo theme here. for that style like that music at the time but yeah for, for that limitation i just i just think that sort of synth music was really really cool um and i still love it listening sounds, to that sounds good now. sounds really good i i never i i think i was i, I never played uh, star wars on the nes i did have a nes i did have a few games but that was not one of them i think i had i think i had james bond junior i think that was one of the games i had <laughs> Do you remember that cartoon? There was a cartoon called James Bond Junior. I, I, I never, I, yeah, I remember. I, I never saw it. I don't think, but I do remember it being about. Um, but yeah, the, the, the game's not perfect. There's really annoying Death Star level where you have to find Leia, um, and the whole level is you just going in lifts to try and find specific prison cell she's in. And yeah, some of the some of the levels aren't brilliant, but yeah, it's time. I think that's a smashing game. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a lot, a lot of people out there have very fond memories of that game as well. Um, I, w- I wish I did, but I never, I never played it. I think I've seen somebody play it online. I think somewhere, maybe on a YouTube video or something. Yeah. But, but I don't think I've. I think can't you go into a cave and Darth Vader's there at sometimes, or you might find him possibly. Not sure. I'm not sure if there's. I'm not. It, that might be. Uh, I know there's a lot of hidden areas in caves in that game. But yeah, it's. I guess it's sort of similar to Super Star Wars, which was on the um, SNES. But yeah, I, I always preferred that because yeah, I think Super Star Wars was was just a bit too difficult. Yeah, true. Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I'm pretty this, sure this, I, this... I played that with cheats anyway, so it was like I can't doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, yeah, really good game that one. Um, Excellent. Especially the flying sections as well. Uh, they were they were really fun. 
Okay, well, uh, that was a, an excellent choice. I'm going to go on with mine. I'm going to go with a, with a game I've been playing today, in fact, and it's Star Wars Bounty Hunter from 2002 on the PS2 and the GameCube. Now, if you're a fan of Mand- The Mandalorian, this is the game for you because you play as Jango Fett, um, not Boba Fett. This is kind of the, the Boba Fett game everybody always wanted, all the tools and art, his arsenal. Um, however, you play as, as Jango. This is a prequel to Attack of the Clones, um, and the story is you are hired by Darth Tyrannus um, to find Darth Sidious's previous apprentice called Comrai Vosa. But all the while, this is also a test for uh, Jango to be a candidate for the clone program. So they're testing him to see if he's worthy to make a clone army out of. Um, and along the way, you go to all the various planets, you go to uh, Coruscant, you go all over the all over the galaxy, uh, all the other planets I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but, you know, I've ha- have a lot of fun with this game. You are zipping around with a jetpack, which is always fun in a game. Like, I, I don't care who you are, where you're from. You know, shooting, blasting people and whizzing about like that cannot be enjoyable on some deep primordial level. Um, It is just a lot of fun. You can, it's got a lock-on system, luckily, because when you're zipping around in a jetpack, it's probably hard to target and and aim. Um, So I'm glad it does have that. But you can also shoot two individual targets at the same time as well, which is really That was cool. I remember that. A cool little option. Um, you get all the little gears. You get the flamethrower. You get like a blowtorch. Um, rockets you can shoot. You've got grenades. You've got poison darts. Um, you've also got this scanner where you can scan um, civilians and some of your enemies to see if there's a bounty on them. Um, and if you do that, you can either get them, take them alive or you can kill them. Um, usually alive is obviously worth more and it's a lot more difficult to do. It, I, I like I like that mechanic. It doesn't always really work when you're just in the middle of a massive shootout. You can't really just go, hold mm-hmm. up, hold up, guys. I just need to scan everyone, see if there's any bounties. Um, you, can't re- <laughs> you can't really do that. It's better on kind of the levels where you're in and amongst the kind of innocent people and you can you have time to kind of scan them and see if they're they're wanted or not. But I think if they remade this game, made it like an open world thing, I think that would be an excellent game. It's it's proper fun. Um, I, I like the look. Um, the version I've got, I think like Django's arm is quite shiny. The graphics are still like this, the rudimentary, but they still kind of hold up. Um, mm. Again, it's not it's not the a perfect game by any stretch of the imagination sometimes there's kind of gl- I glitched out earlier when I was playing it I fell into a window and died I don't know how that happens but and the camera the camera work is is hor- horrific the camera is horrible but <laughs> that's usually that's usually a problem with kind of games of that time of that era the camera was just yeah. like all over the show um you know re- when I started playing it today I was like oh this is horrible oh I hate this oh. <laughs> just <laughs> Just walking into walls. I don't know where I'm going. Um, but it, but yeah. it's a it's a fun game. You get Tamora Morrison returns to voice the character as well, which is cool. Um, you know, to go along with all the clones and everything. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a blast. It's fun. It's on it's on the PlayStation Store. If anyone wants to play it, it is good. It's only about seven seven or eight quid, I think. And I'd, I'd probably say it's worth that. And it's you know you've got some great voice actors in there like Clancy Brown as well. Um, 
but yeah, excellent game, a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a remastered kind of remake um, in an open world situation. Maybe a Mandalorian game, maybe not yeah. not necessarily. It, yeah, if they ever do a Mandalorian game, it would be very similar to this, I think. They wouldn't go far wrong doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I, this was close to being in my top five. I really liked it. I don't think I ever completed it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to try. Was really, <laughs> it was really, really fun. Like you say, yeah, the flying mechanics and and the bounties scanning people remember doing that and enjoying it um yeah yeah very good game yeah you can unlock you can unlock, it's it's kind of inspired as well by a comic book or it kind of follows on the story from a comic book as well um but yeah it's again you can unlock like concept art and various other things as well um kind of behind the scenes stuff with the bounties that you do get if you want to bother to do the bounties um but yeah, it's a blast of a game, and I do I do recommend it. But um, moving on, what's your next choice, Scott? Um, so my next one is uh, episode one, Racer. Ooh, Pod Racer. Um, pod Racer, yeah. So I played this on the PC. I think it was on the N64. I'm not sure if it was on PlayStation. Oh, it was so much fun. When you when you look at it, it's very simple, very simple racing game, sort of F Zero like, Wipeout like. The pod racing is widely regarded as, as the best part of episode one. Um, I, I enjoy the prequels, um, and I think I was at the right age for them. J- just having a game solely about the pod racing was was just really fun. Looking looking back at it, I, I'm not a big fan of racing games, really. Mm. It's ones that, that you can't sort of shoot things. Um, like Mario Kart is great because it's you know racing and... You know, you're firing crazy weapons. So I'm not normally a fan of racing games where you're just driving or just flying. Um, but this one I really liked. And the, the, the sort of main track was the same one that's in the film um, on Tatooine. And there's all, all, all of the characters you see in that race you can play as. So you can play as Sebulba, you play as Anakin, you play as the other weird, weird ones. I think the one I played with throughout most of it was um someone called team toe who was this little guy with sort of a, a round like a ring cockpit but a ring that's sort of on its st- stood up but yeah it was really fun you, you had to so the more you won the more you could spend on upgrade for your for your pod and i think what Watto, you you bought all your stuff from Watto's shop and it had the same voice act i um playing Watto. Yeah, that that really, really fun racing game. Um and there's sort of sh- some shortcuts in the levels and and there was an arcade version. I don't know if you ever saw it, but it had Anakin's pod racer that you'd actually sit in and being at a bowling alley. Um and you actually had the joystick you had two joysticks, so one for each hand and you had to push them both forward to go and then one to turn. So the art the arcade version of that was was brilliant fun. And you had a big boost button. Yeah, I definitely remember the arcade version. I, I hear a lot of people kind of rate this game and the arcade version very highly um, among kind of Star mm. Wars games. And I'm very much like you, Scott. I don't really like games where you don't kind of 
when you're racing and you're not shooting or doing anything else, it's very rare that I'll, you know, take the time to play a racing game without that. I like, I like my Twisted Metal. I like my, like you said, Mario Kart. Yeah. Those type of things, are those are my games for racing. Uh, just going round and round a, a course is, I find, like, very boring to me. Um, you know, yeah. Some people love it and and you know i remember i went to i went to do i went to i work at um silverstone one year and i spent about five minutes watching the cars go around that was that was the whole that was i worked, I worked the whole weekend and that's what i was like i was like yeah that's enough i think i recorded it as well i went yeah that's, that's enough kind of racing let me go out and drink some beer and do my job or whatever um but yeah bizarre but no no i i think yeah. i think a lot of people would agree with you from what from what i've heard all the st- all the good things i've heard about that game um it sounds like it's a it's a fan favorite very very fun they've remastered it i think it came maybe last year or the year before the graphics are still sort of basic uh, i don't think they've improved them but like the frame rate i think is a lot better so yeah give it a go I think I think we've timed this quite well this podcast because next month they're actually re-releasing um, one of uh, a video game, a Star Wars video game called Republic Commando. Did you ever play that one? Yeah, I, that was another one that was nearly on my list. Um, I actually bought a collection of five. I think there were maybe five Star Wars games on one um, PC pack. I think it was probably the one of the last PC games I've ever, I've bought, ever bought. Um, but yeah, there was. Republic Commando was on there, and I think Battlefront 2 was on it, and another couple of the games. Um, but Republic Commando, I never completed. I think I only played a few hours, but yeah, that was very, very good as well. Mm. I think, um, I think- I, I've not played that enough, so I'm quite, I'm probably going to get that when it comes out again. I think I think I will. I've heard a lot of good things, and someone someone in our listener comments recommends it as well. So uh, I'm definitely going to give that one a look. Um, I need probably need to finish all the other games I own first, which is <laughs> yeah, like thirty games, I'm sure. Um, anyway, moving on, moving on. Uh, my next choice from the '90s again. Um, it is Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire from the N64. Yeah, um, uh, well, yeah. This was part Shadows of the Empire was part of a multimedia kind of event. This featured novels, comics, toys, trading cards, posters, soundtracks, and video games. Um, so this was a way to drum up business and interest in Star Wars again. Like like you were saying at the start, start Scott, um, in the 90s, there wasn't much kind of Star Wars content. So they were... They were like, we need to keep this kind of franchise alive by doing something. So, so they told this story, which is kind of set between the end of Empire and the beginning of Jedi. So, in that small uh, amount of time, that's that's how they that's how, when this story takes place. And um, the comics would tell one part, the novels would tell another, and the video game would tell another as well. And we follow Dash Rendar, who's an old friend. That's his name. Yeah. Old smuggler friend of, uh, of Han Solo. Uh, That's a great name. It's a great name. And and again, like Carl Catan, I'm I'm quite partial to Dash Rendar as well uh, as a character. He is he's very much a stand-in for Han Solo while he, while he's all you know kryptonite, not kryptonite, carbonited up, you know, all frozen and stuff. Um, but I quite like his ship as well. The Outrider um, is a cool little ship. It's a great design. Um, I like the villains in it, uh, Zizor, I think, or Zixor. I think he's, he's kind of this, um, he's part of the Black Sun criminal empire in, in Star Wars. I, I like his design and his his character, and he was almost like a kind of apprentice to the Emperor as well, another one. Um, he was going to repl- kill Vader because he killed his wife, 
So he was going to mm. replace Vader, kill Vader and replace him and go up the food chain. Um, so that's kind of what the story is about. But Dash Rendar specifically is trying to get Han Solo back from the bounty hunter Boba Fett. Um, and you clash with Boba Fett. And again, you've got a jetpack because, you know, I love a jetpack in a video game. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and you fight you fight IG-88 as well, which is one of my favorite kind of the bounty hunter. I, I always love the bounty hunters in yeah. Star Wars, all the variety and weird and wackiness. Um, so you get to fight him as well. But one of the best moments and probably a highlight of the game is probably the opening level where you are in a snow speeder for the very first time, um, I believe. And you are able to tie up the attacked uh, walkers yeah. with a cable and and make them fall over, which I thought was, for me, was like a revolutionary. I was like, oh, my God, this is 3D. Like, I struggled to do it. It was bloody hard to work it, it was, out. It was tough, yeah. It was tricky, but when you did it, you were like, oh, yes, because you could just shoot them generally, <laughs> but it would take forever. Yeah. But what a moment when you did that. It was amazing. It was like, oh, I'm in the movies. I'm in there. It feels real, you know. And and that the level after you're running through the base and there's loads of wampers. So, you know, what's not to love? Um there's even there's even a level where you're on speeder bikes going through um Tatooine, Moss Eisley, you're jumping over the Sarlacc pit, you know, you're driving past uh, Jabba's palace and you're smashing everybody into walls to survive this race. Uh and again, it's another kind of race situation where i quite enjoyed it because i was able to kind of you know just like if i if we were about to hit a corner i could ram them into the corner just as just as we were going yeah. around it and stuff um you know great fun i think like you said earlier the variety was very good um you didn't it wasn't just one style of play um you know you could you were doing stuff in space you were doing stuff in a turret um you were kind of third person adventuring with a jetpack you know you have all this stuff going on um while also kind of continuing the the star wars saga and you know having this yeah. little kind of this little adventure which is kind of you know unknown this kind of it's almost like a lost story or a lost tale um which i, I quite liked uh, i never owned this game but i played it religiously when i went round to um my friends who had an n64 and my cousin who had an n64 i was like we're playing, you know, Shadows of the Empire. That's what we're playing. That's what we're doing right now. Um, and the cutscenes were great. The story was great. All amazing. Um, highly recommend it. I, I don't know if you can, I, I don't know if people have N64s or if you can play them on, or if you can get one of those machines that plays all sorts of N64 games, but I would recommend getting it. Again, it probably doesn't hold up that well nowadays. There's probably quite a few kind of graphic issues and problems with it. But again, for me, you know, it's just it was just fun, and it was it was nice to have. I, I like stuff that expands the universe in a good way, the Star Wars universe, like in a in a realistic way. And yeah. I also, and I also like when the lead, you know, when it's not about Luke or Leia or Han or Chewie or Yoda or Obi Wan. I like it when it's about a new character or a, you know a different part of of the universe, the Star Wars universe. Because I never really liked that a lot of the films are kind of predicated about like. You, you're a Jedi. You you need to be blood related to someone who's a Jedi. I never liked that idea. Yeah, I, I always liked that it was just like you were you were just not midi chlorians. Let's not go into midi chlorians. <laughs> um, but but like you were chosen to be a Jedi, or you were just force sensitive. I preferred that um, over just like oh well, you were you were a Jedi. My father was a Jedi before me. His father was a Jedi before him. Yeah, I don't I don't like all that. I like just I'd rather it be a random person because that that for me is intrinsically more interesting in, as a story and within the story yeah than just like oh my dad was a jedi so yeah I've, I, I just happened to inherit those abilities look at that 
but yeah. yeah. But that that's me, and that's my uh, that's my you know preference on Jedi Jedi choosing whatever Jedi powers. <laughs> but um, what's your what's your next choice, Scott? So my next one um, is uh, Rogue Squadron Two Rogue Leader, Ooh. which was a, a launch game on the GameCube, um, and it, yeah, it's basically a flight combat game, I suppose. Um, where you most of the time you're playing as Wedge. Basically, it, you're flying at wings and and shooting Tie Fighter, basically. But it's quite an arcadey um, flight sim game, I suppose. Um, but yeah, lots of fun. Um, first mission starts off um, as the Death Star trench run from A New Hope. There's a lot of missions that are from the films, but there's a lot of other missions that. Um, from outside the films as well. Um, I think there was one where you have to steal a um, shuttle Tiderion, which is the one they use uh, to get on the forest moon of Endor. The flying feels really solid. Uh, it's really fun. Um, and you get to fly all different ships. You get X-Wing, Y-Wings, B-Wings. Um, and uh, I think there's some cheats where you can... I, I think if you if you complete the game you can then use the millennium falcon um but i remember a cheat being where you could um put a black ford car <laughs> in the game so you're flying a black car in space that was always pretty fun i, I always preferred these games to the X-Wing series like x-wing versus tie fighter i did play a lot of that um on pc but i didn't enjoy it as much that was a bit too sim um, and just wasn't as fun and arcadey as the Rogue Rogue Squadron games. To make make you feel that you're in the films, or, or feel that you're a part of the films with the music um, and just, just flying an X-wing to the into the Death Star, you can't really top that. No, I mean, but yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree with you, Scott. Those games were excellent. I think I played. I think the one I really played heavily was um, was it Rogue Squadron Three Rebel Strike or something like that. Rebel Strike, yeah. So that yeah, was that, the one after this one. That's that's when you could yeah. run around as a as a person, so you could run around as Luke with a lightsaber or with a gun. Yeah. Um, I, I guess they were trying to expand it, and make it a bit more kind of um, open yeah. for, for other people to play when they're not kind of if they're not into the kind of. Uh, starship type battle thing. Yeah, and I, th- I think they they done like everything they could um, from all the films in the first two games, um, and then they tried something a little different. Um, I, I still I still I still quite enjoyed Rebel Strike, the scout trooper mission on Endor where you're flying the the speeder bikes. That was that was my favourite level. I played that over and over again. Oh, that was good. Um, yeah, sort of running around shooting people didn't really work in that game for me. No, I, I agree. It was the I think it was the poorest part because it, it I think it was something they feel like they just tagged on at the end. It was like we've got to do something a little yeah. bit different. We've mastered this. We've mastered the space battle. We've mastered the vehicles. Um, just chuck in because I remember as well the camera. You were way way away from the camera is well away from the character. So yeah. Um, but but all of the all of the vehicles felt really different. Like. There's a few missions, Y-Wing, where you actually have to sort of bomb some sort of construction yard or something. And um, when you switch to your bombs, the camera would sort of go up above so you could aim the bombs. Yeah, it's just a really, really solid game. Um, 
and yeah, the, the flight felt really good. I think, I think I remember that being a few issues with the camera, um, but yeah, that was really good. And I think there were a few spin-offs. There was a battle, battle Naboo. I remember playing. Mm. I'm not sure if that was made made by the same studio, but um, yeah, I, I I really enjoyed those games. These those are some of my favourites, and they're definitely my honourable men- mentions. That whole series of games, um, like you said, the music, the sound effects. You know, Wedge Antilles is like one of my favourite characters as well. I think he's a great character, and you yeah. get you get he kind of pops up here and there. But yeah, it's it's a great great franchise of games, a good little series. So yeah, couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Excellent choice. Um, I think it, it, the closest that's come, although I've not played Squadrons, which is the newest one from EA, um, but Battlefield, um, the one from 2015, the, the flying in that, although it's good, it still doesn't feel as good as this. I I agree. Um, I agree. Um, I've I've played Battlefront two. I've not played. I don't think I've played the original Battlefront. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe briefly, but yeah, it's not. It's it. Yeah, it's just it's not the same. It's just not the same. I don't know what it is, no. but the the je ne sais quoi of the Rogue Squadron series is not. It's not in Battlefront. I think that again, they're more focused on the ground assault stuff when you're playing as a person. Yeah as opposed to the Starship stuff. I think, again, it feels like it's like, we can do this, but it's not our preference, and it's not how people will most likely play. And I think that I think the preference yeah. of players as well is that you, you're you a ground soldier, you're a ground trooper, um, you know, attacking or defending wherever you're going. But yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that's, it's, they captured something special in those games, which I don't think has has been replicated the same way, maybe differently, but mm, yeah, yeah, it's not not quite the same. I agree. Right, I'll go on to my next one. This one's a little, a little um, again, a little kind of outside the the realm of the Star Wars game. It's a it's a crossover game, in fact, and it is Lego Star Wars: The Complete Saga mm. from Xbox 360, PS3, and the Wii. Like we've we've played Lego games, we've completed Lego games, hundred percent. You know, Lego games are awesome. They're great. They're and anyone can play them. Kids, adults, they're very accessible. They're very simple. They're very basic. You know, there's not much depth to them. There's a lot of collectibles. Characters have, you know, specific abilities to do certain things within certain levels. Um, but that's all you need. And what better than a Star Wars game. Not not only one Star Wars game, it's two Star Wars games in one. Uh, not And it's remastered. Everything's better. It looks better. There are bonus levels that were never included in the original games. It's, it's a, a huge improvement. You've got new characters, new things you can do, new abilities. You know, you know, you unlock as you go along. Um, it even had a, a version where you could cre- I think it was the first time you could create your own Lego character. I think that was the first time this was done on mm. in the Lego game. I think this was this game. But yeah, I mean, as as you as you complete the game, you complete it as normal, the story mode, and then what you do is you unlock characters, you unlock vehicles, and then you come back in the free play mode where you can play as literally anybody you can do, literally anything, and just have a lot of fun and unlock the the, the later kind of bits and pieces, the studs and the collector packs and all that sort of stuff. Um, it, was, it was a fun game. And again, like, it, there's not many Star Wars games where you can just go kind of kind of just carte blanche and just be like, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play that. You know, um, 
that whole saga is included. Um, you know, it's it might not be the way you want to play all those games. It might not be as serious because there's obviously a lot of, you know, silent slapstick comedy in the cutscenes and stuff, and it's very silly. I was say yeah, because they they didn't they didn't use any voice voiceover for the first trilogy, did they? I'm not sure if that's the only one I played, but the original trilogy was. Without it, voices, was it? Yeah, I think I think it was like Lego Batman Two when they started using voices. Um, I think that's, yeah, that's when they had, and I think that there's something that's taken away from it when they start using the voice. Yeah, it's still fun. It's still good. The performances are still good, and the scripts are good, but it's not quite the same. I quite like the the Buster no. Keaton, Charlie Chaplin humor of of those original. Yeah, I really that's that's what I loved about it, and it, yeah, it brought something a little bit different. To, to original trilogy i suppose and yeah it was, it was yeah really good fun good good just basic gameplay yeah and if you played and the good thing is if you played one lego game you've played them all so that that's you know it's easy for people to just jump on and play um you know some of the later ones had a bit more kind of um open world stuff uh like the marvel games and the lego batman but if you just want to do the levels you want to play the saga you want to play the prequels and the you know the sequels uh well not the originals rather um you know it's all there for you plays all the characters you like you know even the most obscure characters and i love me some obscure characters you want to play as max bebo you know he's there you can play as max bebo you know uh, you can even even unlock Indiana Jones. You can play as Indiana Jones in the Star Wars. Oh, I didn't know that game. Yes, absolutely. You can you can do that. I don't know how you unlock him. Um, I'm sure people know, but I, I I I was made aware that you could. But I'm not. I think it's probably like 100% completion or something. But I think it was kind of yeah. a little tease for his his upcoming game, uh, Lego game. So so there you go. But yeah, it's it's fun. It's for all the family. Um, it's a blast. You can't really die. There's no real dying in a Lego game, which is which is good for me because I'm awful video games so it's uh, perfection um so yeah it's 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 one you can you can all enjoy it's not going to be too difficult for anyone to play and i'm very much I'm, I'm not a guy who likes the kind of command and conquer style or the age of empire style or theme park i don't like creating stuff or monitoring stuff I'm ne- i've never been that into those kind of games i know people enjoy them like sims i never got into um i, I just i'm like right give me an adventure game let's I want to pick it up. I want to play it. You know, it can be difficult. Don't get me wrong. Like Fallen Order is a difficult fucking game. Jesus Christ, that is a yeah. difficult game. Um, <laughs> but the, the, I played a level recently where you're not even supposed to win the fight, and I was still struggling. I couldn't. <laughs> I, couldn't I couldn't get up to the point where I had to lose the fight. All right. It was that, it was that fucking <laughs> difficult. The game. And I, was, and I was like, and I looked it up uh, online. I went, there must be a way to do this. And they went, you don't even have to win the fight. And I went, what do you mean you don't have to win the fight? I'm losing it. <laughs> I was like, it should be easier than this uh, if I don't have to win. But yeah, fuck me. That's a, that's a hard game. Enjoyable game, but a hard game. Uh, it's, it's not mm. not make, didn't make the list because I've not got all the way yet. Finished it. Um, no. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of people like that game. I. I I played it only for the first time a few months ago. Mm. Um, I was a bit disappointed in it. You didn't feel... Uh, I just struggled with feel, not feeling powerful enough. Uh, yeah, that, that, is a, that is a problem at the start of the game. You Because it's a gradual thing. You have to visit these temples, get your power, yeah. remember your training. I, I, I quite like the gradual aspect of it. But yeah, there were moments where I was like, fuck, I need to like throw my lightsaber or have like a force push. Yeah. Stuff like that, I'm like, fuck me. There was there was one really cool move that I would just do again and again, and that was pull 
troopers towards you and then you just stab them when you're holding on to them. Yeah. That was a just really easy, fun way of killing people. Yeah, a bit bit disappointed in that game. It was it was very sort of janky as well. There was a lot of it, it wasn't polished enough. Mm. There was a lot of sort of falling through um, oh, yeah. walls I, and yeah, I, issues I fell with a lot. I fell so many times. It's, yeah, I think it was maybe just a bit rushed. I, I think if they had another six months on it, I think that would have been a really good game. I think the story's good. I, I like the characters. Yeah, it's all right. I, I liked your your mate at the beginning who um, who you're sort of working with, um, but then the other characters in it, yeah, didn't really like. Yeah, um, they're, they're not very. Uh, to be fair, your crewmates are not very likable. One of them's betrayed nah. a child to the dark side, and the other one's just an arsehole yeah. and, until he's not an arsehole um, pilot. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I get. I, I think for me, it's I am. Um, it's very much a kind of um, Devil May Cry type combat system. It's or a yeah or like a God of War Dark Souls. Dark Souls, yeah, very yeah. much like that. And I think this is the kind of first game I've ever played with that. So I, I did struggle. Mm. Like I'm very much like I'm not much of a defensive kind of player when I play games. So I have to kind of teach myself to yeah. be be defensive. Um, and this is a game where I'm like, fuck me, I, I, I'm only defending myself. I'm like this all the time with a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It, I love the little droid though. The little oh, droid was yeah. great. I really liked him. Yeah, uh, B B BD 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 one BD one. Yeah, I like yeah. him. Um, he's great. Um, and, and you get the customizable stuff, which I quite like. You can customize your look, your lightsaber, and your your droid. I I, I think I I quite I prefer the exploring aspect of the game than the kind of the combat. Yeah, same. I actually quite enjoy the platforming, which is not something I say about a lot of games, uh, especially something like um, Bounty Hunter. Like I struggle with kind of platforming. And I just mm. fall for no reason or I, I press jump and it doesn't respond and I go fucking apeshit. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that's that's one that I'm... Uh, that I, I'm, I'm, go, I'm working my way through, but I'm not sure if I'm 100% sold on it just yet. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how we go. Um are we on your? We're on your number two, I believe, Scott. Um, I think this is my last one, isn't it? Is it? Oh, yeah, it might be your last one. Sorry, is it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. So this it, it, easily my favourite Star Wars game, and what one of my favourite games of all time. Um, and that's Knights of the Old Republic. Brilliant RPG. Um, I think it came out twenty thirteen. No, twenty two thousand two thousand four. Um, I played it on the the original Xbox, and it was probably the the first three D sort of RPG I ever played. And I didn't really understand RPGs a great deal at that point, but, oh, oh, what a game. So it's set in the Old Republic, so a few thousand years before A New Hope, which I think is what they should have done with, with when Disney bought Star Wars. They they should have just distanced themselves from, from the first six films, I think, and either gone back to this time or gone a few thousand years in the future and and really done done something different. There's just so much that that they expanded on. Um, with Star Wars, they brought so much to it, and the story is absolutely brilliant. I'm not sure if you know much about it, um, particularly about Revan, um, which oh, I don't know whether to spoil or not on here. Oh. It's a fair old game, but not maybe not spoil a warning at the beginning at the moment, but. Um, yeah, so you play as a, a character um, who um, sort of wakes up in the middle of this battle 
Um, and there's a really powerful Jedi that you need to try and save called Bastila. So the, f- the first few missions are you sort of basically trying to, to save from the evil Darth Malak, who's, aside from Darth Vader, my favorite Sith character. He looks terrifying. He's got um, this weird, I think in an earlier battle, his the bottom of his jaw gets ripped or cut off. So he's just got this metal sort of plate on his bottom jaw, and he's got this really robotic voice. Um, the the voice acting in this in this game is is brilliant, and yeah, he's he's terrifying, um, and he he's basically a, a Sith Lord who, along with another Sith who was killed in an earlier battle called Darth Revan, um, he's found really powerful sort of space station called the, I think it's called the Starforge, and the main sort of plot is that you have to try and stop him gain control of Starforge and creating almost like an empire i guess um but the rp and the rpg aspects of this game are so much fun you can you can go light side or you can go dark side um and whenever i get the choice i always go dark side on my first playthrough it's just more fun <laughs> you can you can do so, you can just go around and kill at people you steal thing from anyone you want and yeah uh, maybe that says a bit about me but whenever <laughs> i get the choice in in games um i always go dark side first dark um, side. it's made by the same people who who play who made mass effect have you okay. played mass effect yet no but I, I remember you telling me there's a lot of kind of choice you can choose to be a woman you can choose to have relationships with certain people you can yeah. there's a lot of kind of choice based stuff so i imagine that that comes into play in this game. Am I right? Yeah. So um, a, a lot of aspect, a lot of Mass Effect um, is very similar to this game. You can see they've Mass Effect is basically Knights of the Old Republic, but without the Star Wars license, and they learned a lot. I'm not sure if you like RPGs, but if if you do get a chance to play Mass Effect, that story is really good as well. Is, I think they're re-releasing it. Uh, is, is the original some... Old Republic? Is that like a turn-based thing? Um, or do you, it's, or do you it's, yeah it, it is it's very sort of dungeons and dragons with dice rolls and and numbers um so your equipment that you have on boosts you know your, your attack damage um and armor you put on increases your defense um so it it, it doesn't play exactly like an own based strategy um sort of game but it is it's it's cleverly done in which that you first go into a battle that it will freeze and then you can choose what to do for i think it's maybe three or four moves hmm. so you can do anything in those four moves whether it's you know attack someone with your lightsaber do a special move with your lightsaber like you know throwing it or um you can shoot people or you can place a throw a grenade in that turn and it would once you then press play, it would then continue. So you do your move first, and then the enemy would do their move. But it's it doesn't feel like a turn-based RPG. Okay. Um, it's still very action-orientated, and it, you can sort of pause it at any point and then change what you want to do if your move hasn't gone yet. It, it's very slick the way it plays, because I, I really don't like turn-based 
RPG or turn-based strategy games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the combat in this, although it's not brilliant, I think it may have dated a bit, it, it, they get away with it. And it's, yeah, if, if you're not into turn-based, I think you can still enjoy the combat in this game. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's very much to do with size roles. Yeah, I remember when I when I used to play kind of Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy VII and stuff. I was never again. It's a, a, a version of a game which is not necessarily my my favorite. Um, but yeah, it sounds it sounds like it's got a lot going for it uh, as opposed to that. Um, not not that Final Fantasy VII is shit. It's very good. It's just not my type of game. But yeah, no, it sounds really cool. I, I know you've talked about it a lot. You like the story, you like the backstory, and and Revan. I'm sure a lot of yeah. people uh, are familiar with that character and that kind of that law. Um, so yeah, no, it sounds like a very there's a, good there's game. A, there's a brilliant droid in called HK47, um, and he's basically an evil droid. He you, you can recruit him onto your party, but he basically always just wants to kill people. Um, <laughs> he's always calling. He, he calls you a meat bag throughout the whole i think it's a meat bag he calls you yeah and i just tell one story which is it's my most favorite thing i've ever done in a video game and probably the most evil thing i've ever done so there's this sort of side quest that you get on a planet that you go to and you're just sort of wandering around doing your mission i think you have to fight you're looking for a map or something like that um and you come across this this woman um who's hysterical and you go up to her and she says oh oh, please please help me um i've my droid my droid's been stolen Uh, he means everything to me um you you need to help me find this droid Uh, my husband died recently and the droid's all i have in the world so you go all right yeah I'll, i'll keep an eye out for him about sort of 20 30 minutes later you go into this field and saw this this droid being attacked by these sort of wolf-like creatures so i went up and killed the wolves and you go up and speak to the droid and say oh 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 "Oh, yes thank you for saving me but i actually came here to kill myself that's why the wolves were attacking me with you know any any sort of standard rpg you can choose what you what you say so um i remember saying to oh so you you the droid that this woman's looking for and he says, yes, well, why, why did you want to kill yourself? Oh, well, my owner has, she's, she's fallen in love with me. And I wanted to kill myself because she, she needs to get over me. I think she's, she's never gotten over the death of her husband. And she's, the droid sort of implying that she's having sex with this, this droid. Um, and so the droid then asks you to kill him so that the owner can can move, move on. on. And so I think there were a few choices that you could do. One of them was to to say, okay, yes, I, I will kill you. And I will go and tell her that I've killed you so that she can move on with her life. Um, and I think another option was you could tell him, no, you need to go back to your master. Um, she misses you and she needs you. And then the third option was you say to the droid, okay, yeah, I'll kill you, but I'm going to go back to Mars and say, ah, oh, couldn't find him. He's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> and guess which option I chose? He's this really pathetic droid. So you, I selected that option. I remember, I remember going, no, I can't let you do that. And then he tries to attack you. 
it's, it's like this practically C-3PO droid and he, he can't hit you at all. So I think I just first force pushed him into a wall and he died. Um, and then, yeah, went went back to the master um, and said to her, oh, c- couldn't find him. Oh, he's, he's probably still, oh, it's a shame. Go, go out. Yeah. Why don't you go and go and continue to look for him? I'm sure I'm sure he needs your help. And yeah, and then she runs off for him. She, I think she, she's still there to this day, <laughs> looking for her droid. I might, I might yeah, be able to top yeah, that. Um, I was playing The Witcher, and there's this curse on this family, um, and basically, it, it, it um, this demon attaches to a person who's done the worst thing, um, and the only time you can attack the per, the demon is when they're in the the process of moving from person to person. So what I have to do. Um, this woman is part of the family is trying to lift this curse. She brings me a baby and and there's a choice and it's give the baby to the people that are chasing you or throw the baby in the oven. <laughs> and I went, I went, yeah, I'm going to throw the baby in the oven. <laughs> Threw the baby in the oven. But the twist is that actually there's a person on the other side who takes the baby instantly out of the oven. And then the demon shifts over to you and then you slay the demon uh, um so actually it was it was the worst choice and the best choice um yeah, that's clever yeah so um that was that was an interesting level but i was like i mean i was like when when else in my life am i going to have the option and the ability to throw throw a baby yeah. in the oven so yeah i chose throw the baby in the oven um so there you go anyway i, I would have done the same Excellent choices, um, Scott. Excellent choices with yeah. all of your Star Wars ones. Um, yeah, I throw babies in ovens. That's what I do. Um, <laughs> my final one is the is the most recent Star Wars game. I'm going to go with one you mentioned earlier. It is Star Wars Squadrons from 2020 on Xbox One and PS4, um, five as well, I guess. Um, this follows the exploits of both Titan Squadron and Vanguard Squadron from the Empire and the New Republic, um, and it revolves around a project called Starhawk, which, if I remember rightly, it's kind of a, it's an absorbing type technology or something like that. I'm not not entirely sure. I remember I played it a few months ago. The story mode now, but. Uh, much like Rogue Squadron, you are uh, in a team of starfighter pilots, and but this is a bit different from Rogue Squadron. And and I was I was kind of disappointed when I learned that there wasn't a third person. This is all in first person, so you are mm. in the cockpit, you are piloting it. You can look around, you can check R two D two in the back, not an R two D two, but an astromech droid. Um, the cockpit is is beautiful in the TIE fighters or in the, the bombers or the, the Y-wings, the X-wings, the A-wings, you name it. It's gorgeous inside. And you have indicators of what your power source is doing, how many missiles you have, you know, all this sort of stuff, um, how much energy you have in, in your blasters, do they need to recharge? Now, you can play this in VR, but I would not recommend it because I didn't play it in VR and after two levels, I was so dizzy, I was almost sick. Because you are constantly just just going around in a circle, constantly trying to shoot people, trying to yeah. shoot the other fighters and stuff. Um, but I've never, I don't think I've played a Star Wars game where it's been so immersive, like the sounds, the music, everything, the voiceovers, the, you know, um, I can't shake him, I can't shake him, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, gold leader, red leader, all that. Like, I was, I was, I was 
in the Death Star. I was in the trenches. I was battling the Star Destroyers. I, you know, the tension is unbelievable. It was like playing, like almost like playing a horror game. It was like I was, I was in there, and you know, I'd, I'd come out, I'd finish the game, and my all my arms and legs would be shaking. You know, I was a pilot in that war. Yeah, you know, I believed every second of it. Um, I will say that I don't think the the story is that great. The you play as both in this kind of campaign. You play as the Tie Fighters, um, and you play as the Rogue Squadron or Vanguard Squadron and the Titan Squadron. But they never really the story never comes to like a satisfying conclusion. And I kind of wish there was some choice elements, like you know, choose to be in this battle, choose to be Titan Squadron, or in this battle, choose choose to be Vanguard Squadron. Um, I would have liked if some of them had died. Some some of the squad members had died or something like like there was a bit more kind of risk involved. Um, but I will say this about the game: it is one of the only games I will play online or enjoy playing online in these dogfights or kind of um, you know supremacy matches against the fleet when you're versing the entire fleet and you can take down star destroyers and things. Um, it's really, really good, really immersive. Um, you can, you know, switch out your weaponry. You can alter the look of your pilot. You can change the look of your starfighter as well. Um, it's all kind of all editable. It's all customizable. Um, but yeah, it's so good. It, the The controls are very tricky to get around and to kind of work out. But I do recommend just giving it a go and trying because it is a fun game um, and it's 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 a blast to play. You'll you'll never feel more like you're in you're in a starfighter and stuff than this game. Um, so it really is quite quite excellent. But again, the story's a bit meh. And and when you're out when you're walking around and chatting to people, that's all you can really do when you're in the um, when you're in the hangar. That's you get your mission. You talk to somebody. You get your mission. You go. It's there's not that also isn't that very interesting really. But um, it's something to do. Um, but there you go. That is my number one. Do you, do you have any uh, honourable mentions, Scott? That you haven't already mentioned. Um, uh, I had Republic Commando and Star Wars Battlefront 2015. I played that a lot and I really enjoyed it. There was also because I, I do have a PSVR, hmm. um, and there was a, a bonus mission I think in in Battlefront where they used the VR, um, and you'd fly an X-wing, um, nice. and that made me feel really sick. <laughs> so that's why I've why I've not played Squadrons yet. Um, yeah, because I'm just worried that's gonna because I really want to play it in VR, but I'm just a bit worried it's gonna make. Yeah, me sick, so. I mean, I mean, it made me feel a bit sick without VR, so I'd probably if I'd say maybe do one yeah. level, one level, see how you feel, and then maybe not play it in VR. But um, I'm I'm quite used to it now. Now I can kind of orient myself with it, um, and I've got a better idea of the controls. Um, like one of one of my favorite parts of of the game is that you can switching switching power to shields. You can actually switch power to shields. Or put it to your weaponry, yeah. or or balance it. I like that idea. It's like you know, it's it's almost like stuff they say and stuff they do within the films and stuff. So so I've, that yeah. again immerses me in the in the drama of uh, the Star Wars universe. Um, any other any other honorable mentions? There was the the old Atari game, um, which was very. I think it's from nineteen eighty one or eighty two. Okay. Um, I remember playing it. Uh, in I think I was on on the Brighton seafront in an arcade, and it was one we had to actually get in the cockpit, um, and it had you know a controller um, like a steering wheel, 
Um, and it was very, very basic. It was just sort of very the sort of green lines, polygons of the Death Star trench run. But yeah, I remember sitting in there. That was probably in 2004, 2005, and just finding this arcade game. Um, and I think I remember putting in like 50p. And then that gave me about 20 lives or something. <laughs> and I think I've been sat there for about 30 minutes still playing this game. Nice. Um, yeah, very basic. But yeah, just sitting in the cockpit um, shooting up fighters. That, that was good fun. Nothing wrong with that. But yeah, there's a lot of other Star Wars game, games out there. But um, yeah, those are the, hmm. the main ones. Yeah, I think... I think we've mentioned all of my honourable mentions already, um, but I will say um, the original Star Wars Battlefront games were amazing. I think those were arguably one of the high high points of the Star Wars video games, Battlefront 2 and Battlefront. They're around two, mid-2000, 2004, 2005. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't sort of have a PS2, um, and I'm not sure if they came out on the GameCube. Uh, they might have done, but yeah, I, I never owned those games. I played a couple of them, a couple of them, a few times, um, and did enjoy them. Um, I think I had the first Battlefront on the PC actually, yeah. and played that a little bit. Um, but yeah, they, they were really good games, but I just didn't play enough of them. Fair enough. Um, we've got some listener comments before we finish, so I'm just going to read these out. Um, so Paul Meller, so that's at Paul Meller Geek on Twitter. Um, not retro at all, but Jedi Fallen Order and Lego Star Wars are good on the PS4, both of which I need to get around to finishing. I do I do feel your pain, Paul, because I haven't finished half of these Star Wars games <laughs> I've recommended. Um, who else have we got? At uh, my biggest fan, I am Jack's Musings. I am at I am Jack's Musings. Uh, get my words out. Uh, had a great time playing each set of Lego Star Wars movie levels with my eldest super son after watching each episode a couple of years ago. Nothing compares to the PC, X-Wing, and TIE Fighter space flight simulation games, though. The Force was strong with these ones, indeed. Um, uh, yeah, they were they were great games, but yeah, just a bit too simmy for me. In the 90s, they, they were the the top Star Wars games, I think. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of kind of good good memories about those ones. Um, Angry Andy Knowles, so Angry Andy Reviews at uh, Andy underscore Reviews on Twitter has said, Revenge of the Sith game, the Revenge of the Sith, Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith game was immense. Uh, I didn't play that one. I didn't play that one. I played Episode 1, um, sort of main Episode 1 game, I suppose. I really enjoyed that one. That was that was good fun. That yeah, he's got a few others as well. Uh, Rogue Squadron GameCube, another immense game. Worst game after Phantom Menace or Episode One Jedi, pa- Jedi Power Battles, both on the PS One. So that's his least favourites. Um, I somehow killed Jar Jar on Phantom Menace and bugged the game out, where I whereby I couldn't leave the Gungan city. It was like a living nightmare. <laughs> I did that. I think I did that. I remember that. I don't remember if I killed Jar Jar. Yeah, I remember all the Gungans start attacking you and throwing these massive bombs. If you accidentally yeah, kill, I remember them, doing yeah. that as well. Yeah, I think yeah. I did it. I, th- I definitely but, think I killed Jar Jar for fun. I think, and then it was like you can't go any further. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think I think it must have done that. Yeah. Um, so I've got um, Sean Mason at Sean Mason on Twitter. Uh, I enjoyed the single player campaign on Battlefront Two, but I'm not a big multiplayer fan. 
Jedi Fallen Order, though utterly superb. The story is really layered. I love the characters. I am still waiting for them to get made into a Black Series figures. Um, and he also says, I adored Squadrons. Um, wish the campaign was longer with more missions across the whole war. Um, who else have we got? Got loads. So many comments. People have lots of opinions. Yeah. Uh, Super uh, Max Byrne says at Max Byrne on Twitter says Super Star Wars on the SNES rock hard, um, but that's one of his favourites. Um, on Twitter, not on Twitter, on Instagram, we've got Jake Yuri, uh, Jake U- underscore Yuri underscore audiobooks. It's hard to beat the Phantom Menace on PS One, but they keep trying. Um, I, I played that. One. I definitely played that one. We just discussed that. Um, what else have we got? Um, retro games uh, from Instagram, retro games underscore in underscore 60 underscore seconds. Um, Shadows of the Empire, good choice, good choice. Mike Chandler on Facebook, Republic Commando and Lego were my standouts. And then uh, my friend Nathan um, from my Panto days, um, he has said that uh, check out Knights of the Old Republic 1 and 2. If you don't know what the twist is in Knights of the Old Republic, it's it's brilliant. And for for someone who's always known Darth Vader was Luke's father, like I, I never got that because as, as long as I could remember Star Wars, I knew that. So yeah. I'd never watched Empire without knowing what happens. Um, but yeah, the twist in the first game, it's phenomenal. Um, the, the second one, I didn't like quite as much, hmm. but... Yeah, if you don't know what the twist is, definitely play that. I, I, I think would you like can get it on iPhone, actually. Oh, really? You can get it on iPhone. Might do. Um, although I don't know how that would play, but might be a bit fiddly. Can try. Um, can but try. yeah, Knights of the Old Republic, absolutely. If you've not played it and you don't know what happens, give it a go. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know that much. I know that it's popular. I know the backstory is popular, so there must be some definitely something interesting to it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Scott, for bringing me all your choices, and I hope you enjoyed my choices. Yes, I did. Thank you very much for having me. Where can uh, people find you on the social medias if they want to follow you, Scott? Um, I'm not really on Instagram. I think I am, but I mainly follow it um, to our cat. Um, of course, yeah. Lots of pictures on them, Mr. Molly. Um, Mr. Molly. But, um, Miss, Miss, Mr. Molly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Scott Hodgie, H-O-D-G-E-Y. Yeah, that's that's mainly. I'm, st- I'm starting to use it a bit more. Yeah. Uh, I followed I am Jack's musings recently. He added me, so I followed him back. He's a he's um, a good lad. He's a good lad. My favourite. He is. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. yeah seen he he's doing some reviews now as well. Um, yeah, he he has a blog. Um, recommend reading his stuff um he did he did one on a comic yeah. i recommended recently um which is a really good review um it tends tends to anything i'm covering he tends to buy or read or what have you um yeah which is really nice of him he's an absolute diamond geezer and he's coming up for my 100th episode i've already recorded that um so it is coming in may that will already already apart by the time you're listening to this no, no, actually, this one's coming out before. prior. So. Oh, is this coming out before? Yeah, it's, oh, out. Right. Oh, okay. it's, it's been recorded later, but coming out before. Time travel! Right. Um, yeah, yeah, looking forward to that one, the, the yeah, 100th episode. 
I know. Well, hundredth and hundredth and what? And first, hundredth of the first episode. Um, we went. We chatted for far too long. Again, find me on the social medias at Secret Balls on Facebook, at Dan underscore Balls on Twitter, Spider Dan Secret Balls on Instagram, and don't forget to use the hashtag Prepare for Prattle. And for everything else you need to know, swing over to Spider Dan and the Secret And I want to thank all the people who support me on Patreon, including Scott Hodgson, and I am Jack's music. Do. Paul, Paul Meller, Max Byrne, and Tony Farina. Um, your donations help Prattle World keep on turning in a galaxy far, far away. So thank you very, very much for your continued donations. Um, is there anything else you want to say before we finish, Scott? No. I, I was going to say, oh, may the force be with you, but uh, a bit cheesy, isn't it? I'll say it for you. May the force be with you always. Pure cheese. And we're ending on pure cheese because that's what we do. That's what we do. Uh, right. Take care, everyone, and have a good one. Goodbye. Bye.